Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I'll be sitting down with some phenomenal women to discuss love. I believe we grew distant out of love of some type. Like, yeah. I don't want to hurt you. Loss. Really don't know what's going to trigger that feeling of right. grief in any moment. And a topic very important to my work self-care. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures. It's not about clothing. It's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, we have Erica back in the studio. Do you remember Erica from episode two? She shared with us how she was walking through separation and healing and finding her own identity in this new phase of life. Well, today she's sitting with me in studio with her husband, Carlos, and we're going to have a group chat about separation and they're coming back together and moving through hurt in a way that speaks to so many different avenues of love. This is Erica and Carlos. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Erica's back in the studio. Yes. Y'all so remember, happy. Y'all remember Erica from from episode two. Gosh, what was the title of your episode? I think it was on Heal- separation. Healing from a separation. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you back. And we also have her husband in the studio. Drum roll, please. The first, <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first man on Hey Girl, Carlos. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you have to say. You got to say, Hey, girl. Okay. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. So this is fun for me because I rarely have um, in-studio guests, so I'm really happy to have y'all. Oh. So I want to kind of dive into the year y'all have had. It's been a very interesting healing coming together after being separated. So I'm going to kind of give the ropes to y'all and just get your your individual stories about the encounter because I really loved how y'all were on Instagram and kind of had that live thing and you sat down together and you talked about everything that was transpiring that had transpired and how we're back here. So I'm going to let y'all take it from here. Introduce yourselves. Who are you? What do you do? And voila. I am Erica. I run a photography company, Erica Lane Photography, and I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And we have two children together, just a little bit about us, and then that will transition into you, Carlos. Yeah, so I'm Carlos. I'm a kind of a jack of all trades. I do a lot of um, different things. I work as a nonprofit professional by day, um, and at night I'm trying to run around finding something, create some creative outlet, mm-hmm. whether it's photography or music or anything. How did we get here? Um the healing process that y'all have went through. First of all, spoiler alert, if you haven't gone back and listened to the very second episode of Hey Girl, I would suggest that you do that so you can get kind of a backstory on why we're here in the first place. But Erica, I want to talk to you about that transition from a year ago, because it's been a year now, to now, and then like just how you guys are coming together as a couple. Maybe we start with how y'all met Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's funny because today is September 11th, right? Uh-huh. Um, oh, and yeah. Eric and I actually met, I would say like maybe four days before. 
Really? Online. This is like back pioneering online dating for all y'all out there. <laughs> Black like, Planet. Black Planet. Did I know that? I might have. I think so. Wow. I think so, yeah. Yeah, way back. It was, you know, it's not even a dating site, but right. we somehow we connected. And um, yeah, I remember being so like just feeling so terrified. I just met her and she's like going into 9-11 to take pictures. And it's 9-11 you know, And it's like today. the third day. Yeah, yeah and it's wow. 9-11 the day. So it's been 17 years since, the, since like we first met. Wow. Yeah. How does that feel looking back on it? Because I feel like certain markers are the celebratory moments of our love for, you know, friends and family mm-hmm. and just these different memories that we have. How was that looking back? Through the struggle of the last three or so years, I think that these last three years really zoomed by. So I find myself making a mistake and catching myself like, oh, we've been together 14 years. No, we've really been together 17 now. And that's a part of a part of the healing process for me has been to acknowledge and celebrate how long we have known each other and then how long we've been married. And 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 to recognize the parts where we did have a successful relationship. And and even though we had to press the reset button, mm. celebrating our 10-year anniversary, which was this past August, was like a milestone. And, and a lot of healing, I think, was done on that. We took a vacation, which, yeah. Let's talk about the vacation. So oh. <laughs> I remember you being very excited about that. And um, I think it's really beautiful that y'all were able to hit the reset button. And like when you came back, you were saying like that vacation is kind of what y'all needed to reconnect, you know, without the kids. I feel like we get so lost mm-hmm. in translation of the day to day things, work, mm-hmm. wife, yes. life, being a husband, being a dad, being mm-hmm. a mother. It's just all these different things that we kind of forget to connect so how was that for y'all after having a pretty rough go the past couple of years, maybe, or just just a bunch of different transitionings happening? How was it to be alone and like being able to reconnect? Yeah, I, I think the, the the biggest thing for me was that wherever she is, is home. That's like the that's mm. the thing. You know, when we when we arrived there, we're in the strange place. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I just I feel like <laughs> I'm probably going to get flack for this, but I feel like Mexico is kind of a shady place. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. And it's like on like the top five most dangerous places to visit. And mm-hmm. we found that out coming back. <laughs> but just like being able to go into like into that type of mm-hmm. environment yeah, and like yeah. just be like, this is home base. Like wherever you are, I'm making home base out of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. just like having that and just not doing anything, you know, just cooking for for each other mm-hmm. and like teaming up on like meals and stuff. It, it's just you re, you understand like why you collaborated on life together mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's beyond that i like you or i like the way you look or right. you know it's i collaborate with you on every like on on different things yeah i mean on everything really. right mm-hmm. on everything mm-hmm. right and i want to talk so i feel like we're kind of circling around like the point. <laughs> I'm glad that we're talking about the healing for sure. Yeah. But this is the hard part, right? The hard part is talking about what hurts us. Oh, yeah. So let's kind of circle back and talk about the breaking apart because I feel like that is what a lot of people don't talk about, like yeah. that hard shit and that stuff that really um, hurts to revisit and talk about. But n- a lot of people also aren't talking about, you know, 
coming back together and like being whole and hitting that reset button and being able to heal together as a collaborative unit. So mm-hmm. y'all opening up on Instagram and doing that Instagram live and being really vulnerable and talking about like, this is not perfect. Mm-hmm. This hurts. We've been together a long time, but we are trying to do what we can and stand in love through the things that break us. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start with the separation and then the coming back together? So when you said healing together, it triggered something within me because I remember I remember wanting to heal. Like I remember being in a in a in a dark hurt place and I remember wanting to heal either whether it was on my own or with Carlos and it seemed like through our separation, we could never get on the same page at the same time. So there was like a flip-flopping that happened that was very frustrating. Um, you know, I would be, I would be angry, and then he would kind of reach out to me, but I didn't want to reach out at that time. Or, you know, I would reach out, and then he would not receive that reaching out. Um, mm. And I think that was definitely the place we were in at that time uh, as we were disconnected. And it, it it was never like a smooth, smooth ride. Right. Some, never smooth. So, um, yeah, and at certain times I felt weak and at certain times I felt strong. I I remember like reaching out to different friends at different times based upon how I felt because I I was striving to feel balance in some way. Um, so I would I would journal a lot and that would help me figure out what I wanted for myself. Um, but then like if I was feeling too angry at the situation or at, or at Carlos, then I would reach out to a friend that believed in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it was really helpful when when friends would not like try to fix things for me. Um, including you, I remember, I remember like just an open ear to just hear, um, what was going on without, without judgment was so helpful. Um, but it, the whole situation didn't make me weary also of reaching out to friends because at the end of the day, it was me in my relationship Mm. and, and my journal was there for me to, for, to help me work out what I was feeling. Right. How about you? When you were apart from not only your wife, but your kids too, um, that's a whole different dynamic when you go from a two-parent household, even if it's a temporary separation, Mm -hmm. to like visits. And how was that for you? It was really hard. Um, It was really difficult for me um, because I'm just used to, you know, you get used to being able to have access to your kids at all times. Mm. You know what I mean? So we did, um, we did like, split 50 50 mm-hmm. um it was like some weird rotating schedule that we did um and it worked i mean it worked because obviously i have a, a lot of respect for erica um although some of my actions in during the relationship might not have have expressed that you know what i mean but um the the, the kids thing hurt um and then it it kind of it i, I don't, don't want to say it almost got ugly but like erica you know at, at one point was just feeling like i want to pull the kids back so that they're just with me, right? And I and I was just like, I was devastated, mm. you know? 
um, and I didn't know where it was coming from and I knew she was hurt and I was hurt and it was just it was like if you don't address it you know what I mean it's like it's like a holding a cup of glass in your hand right mm. if you hold in a glass for five minutes and you put it down it's nothing but if you hold that glass for five hours that weight is going to take its toll. So it's something small, you know, it's like little things that like little drops of water keep getting in, filling the glass up. You don't put the glass down. Um, it's just, it's just going to overpower you at some point. You know what I mean? And then you got to pick up the pieces because you done dropped the, you done dropped the cup, the glass, the right. glass broke. Now right. you got to pick up the pieces. And, right. and sometimes, you know, like for me, when I felt like the relationship was kind of shattered, you know, mm. it was just like, I felt like I had to find me first. Like I was like, I can't, I can't help you. I can't give you what you need. Mm. Um, and maybe it was just me doubting myself. You know what I'm saying? That self doubt of you're not strong enough. You're not, you know, you need to, you just need to carve out your own way and fit, like find your own, you know, find your own way. And um, so like that, that's, this was, it was all difficult. Like not having the kids 50% of the time. And it was also in a way it was also re-energizing, mm -hmm. you know, because you have that time. All of a sudden you had all that time. Mm -hmm. like, all that time is back now mm -hmm. that you just that you like haven't had for years yeah exactly <laughs> that you haven't had for years you've right. just been investing and investing and investing right. and all of a sudden it's like i was almost like what do i do with yeah. myself? Like, you know what i mean like right. what do i do with my time now right. that i'm like not going to pick up the kids or doing this or that it's just so I, I i definitely threw myself into my work you know what i mean like that was my outlet was work um how did it feel being away from your wife and not knowing if you were going to have your family mm, um it it was tough because that's like that's been like the thing like the common theme in my mind was like I'm gonna be a dad when I was a kid mm -hmm. you know what I mean I was like I'm gonna be a great dad I'm gonna be a dad and like that's just like that's I'm gonna be a better dad than my dad like mm -hmm. kind of thing mm -hmm. even though my dad is great he's an awesome guy we're supposed him. to be better than our parents mm -hmm. though we have that Erica we have that conversation all the time mm -hmm. like yeah so I yeah. feel that mm -hmm. so it's just something I had and then um you know not not having that and being totally separate and being an individual mm. um. It was scary. It was scary. Like, and like I said, you just sometimes you don't know where to start. Like, what do I want to do? What is it that I really want to do? And you got to dig deep. Um, but I, I answer, I, I answer some of those questions. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like um, I started to to put things in motion for myself um, that I haven't lost sight of. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Since we've come back together and reconciled and everything, it's mm -hmm. like I haven't lost sight of those things, and those things are still important to me. It's just expressing it to Erica, you know what I mean, and letting her know. And I think the number one thing, before, like before I forget it, and we move on to something else, mm -hmm. is, is um, you know, you you always have to share with your partner, mm -hmm. like regardless, it, if you're not comfortable sharing something, then that person might not be your partner. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you should have no fear of judgment in a, in in that space it's a safe it should be a safe space and i think that's what we lost mm, was that safe space we were not it was anything that got laid out was fair game for somebody to try to push someone else's buttons like we would just you know what i mean like if we brought something to each other and i did the same thing you know i would pick it apart and be like well you didn't do that just hypercritical right of the situation when really i should have been hypercritical by myself <laughs> but. <laughs> we don't do that all the time it's hard <laughs> I, I mean yeah. but that's a part of the human experience too and i want to i want to erica i want to ask you like how was that feeling like things were just shattered and like falling apart did you aside from it hurting 
what else was coming up for you after being with someone for so long, having children? You share lives. Mm -hmm. Y'all are family. Ryan puts it the best way. You're not just my wife. Like, we're family. Right. Yeah. And how was that feeling like you lost a part of your family at one point? There was a lot of different thoughts surrounding it, um, like a roller coaster, because at first I didn't want to let go of what we had at all. Uh, there was a certain picture that I had in, in my mind of what a marriage was supposed to be, especially since nobody in my family had made it work. Um, my parents got a divorce when I was, well, they separated when I was three, so I never really knew them together. My grandparents got divorced. Mm -hmm. um, so it, I thought that I would fail if we got a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, and it was definitely, at first we separated for about a month and we, we saw it, I think we both saw it as a temporary thing. And right. then we did tr try to come back together and I don't believe it was the right time or maybe for the right reasons. And I think we just missed the, you know, missed each other's company mm -hmm. more than we were prepared and we were doing it because it was something that was to benefit the healing. You know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah. just like, I miss you. So I want to be around you. I'm going to come back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had to get past that just missing each other part because right. that's just it's superficial. It can fade in a day. Right. Um, and I, I just want to say, I always knew Erica was family. You know what I mean? And that's, that's like, that that th that's actually what kind of brought me back because I was like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a part of your life for the rest of our lives. But the you know kids what I mean? connected us in a in a very strong way, and and therefore it became my goal to simply just be your friend, right? Which was something that we had lost, mm. right? And that was the baseline that brought us back together. Cause I was like, we family. Yeah. I gotta be your friend. Like I want to be your friend, and right. and I maybe you know maybe I didn't. You know, talking about hitting that reset button, I was like, maybe I did not go about things in like in the right order. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, let, let, let's back up here. And I just want you to know, I want to be your friend, mm. you know, and making mm -hmm. that like just. And I remember I was like boohoo crying. She was like, <laughs> she was out of dinner. I'm not afraid to say it. Men, don't be afraid to say it. You cry. Don't lie. You saw the Lion King. You cry. <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, just like cr crying on the phone to her and just having that vulnerability. You know what I mean? And like she was just caught off guard. She was just like. She's like, oh, that's great, you know, kind of thing. She just kind of brushed me off, you know. I was like, and I was like, that's okay, <laughs> that's okay, you know what I mean? Well, I'm, I I'm think, like, still keep crying. I think but. I had finally gotten to the point where I was like, I don't need to be married to Carlos for this thing right. to work. Mm. So, so it was. I was proud of myself for reaching that point. Um, and yeah, all about the timing. Like you, you poured your heart out, and I wasn't really right moved moved no <laughs> and that's a, and i think i think that's a big thing that happens in relationships because mm -hmm. sometimes we're we're not always in sync and i think that when it comes mm -hmm. to me i mean me and ryan are newlyweds still we've only been married two and a half mm -hmm. years we've been together for almost six years though and it's just like we're not always in sync and i think people look at relationships and love and marriage as this thing where you're interconnected and you're always yes. on the same linear line. Right. That's just not how it is. But that's no. what they see that's on what, social media. But not even on social. I feel oh. like 
we're almost conditioned to think that marriage is either going to be this fantasy or it's going to be a shit show. Mm. Like there's really no, no in between. In between. No realistic in between. option. Right. Yeah. For sure. Right. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I'm glad that you said that. Like sometimes it's high for you and low for you mm-hmm. and sometimes the other way around. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love, and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know I was wearing the wrong size for so long. I think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually a pretty fun experience. I answered a few simple questions, and I found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds. Third Love offers more than 70 sizes, which is more sizes than most other brands, including their signature half cup sizes. Not only that, but Third Love is convenient. You can skip the trip to the mall, find your fit with their online fit finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on Third Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heygirl for 15% off today. So the friend thing, I want to talk about the friend thing because <laughs> losing friendship, I feel like oh is, my gosh. it's like heartbreaking. And when I talk about my relationship with Ryan or when I'm writing about it, what comes up for me the most, even through our moments of hurt and like things that I feel like, can we come back from that or yeah. right. whatever? Like, I don't, I love my friend. Mm-hmm. And that's always kind of been the basis. So how is it becoming friends again? It was so, it was so hard. <laughs> it was so hard because you have all that history, right? You know, so immediately, like you want to jump back into your old ways, like you know, I want to hold your hand, or I want to, you know, tell you that you're gorgeous, and and all this like stuff that, you know, at the end of the day, it it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like that's just your ego wanting to feel satisfied. Mm. You know, so it's so, yeah. It was it was terrifying, like not not knowing where she stood. And knowing where I stood, and I'm like, I know where I stand right now. And she was, she had the cards close to the chest. Like, <laughs> oh, very close. Yeah, you no, want to talk about that, Eric? Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, <laughs> I remember, um, you know, us relearning how to like respect each other's space. Mm. Um, everything. I had to reassess everything. I actually, in my mind, I took one of my good friends. I had them in my mind, and I said, okay. 
if this good friend doesn't call me back within a certain time, why don't I get upset? Or why don't I take that personally? Mm. But like with your partner, you start just treating that relationship sometimes in a in a very expectations type of way. And and so I'm like, okay, well, it, it makes common sense in my mind. Okay, well, what if I acted with Carlos like I do this friend? And and mm. I had to pull myself back because it the friendship, I had to see him as like just any other guy that I would be dating, like starting fresh like that. Mm. But Yeah, I wasn't even allowed in the house. No, like and <laughs> and not even not even just any guy because just any guy on the street wouldn't have hurt me right the way right or, or you know the relationship that we had wouldn't right. have hurt me right. that in that way mm. so it was almost like he was starting from negative zero right <laughs> right right right, right. Like and, i just got out of jail like showed up at the front door <laughs> <laughs> um so so yes it took it took me you know opening my heart little in little bits little tiny increments or letting him do something nice for me or letting him um step one foot into the house letting him come, come through the, the door the right come through the front door yeah step over the threshold <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, yo I'm, I'm gonna tell you i was so hyped that first time i walked up in the house and she was like i was invited you know what i mean it wasn't mm. like you know it was like you're invited you're welcome come in you know mm. i that was like I was very excited, you know, just just to even have my friend back. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't at that point like we weren't even romantic again. It was just we were when we say friends, it was like friends. Like mm. so. Yeah. And I remember not wanting to open my heart around the kids first. Mm. Like mm. I was scared that this still wasn't going to work out. So I so we did some meeting up just not having the kids at all. Sometimes having the kids created like a safe space because yeah. that's what we knew. And so right. we would go to a, a, like a, um, we went to Artscape in Baltimore yeah. and we went to the light show at night. Mm -hmm. That was really healing in its own way. And then, but I didn't want to be romantic, any, any public displays of affection or mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. in front of the kids until I felt comfortable because I didn't want them seeing their father coming in and out of the house so yeah. easily and and we and and up until you know up until that point we had always presented a unified front right yeah like, hey we're not together but we are like for this yeah you guys are so important to us like we're putting our differences aside and because we love you guys we're gonna work as a team right and we're mm -hmm. gonna continue to aside from our you know aside our differences and just continue to work on the family uh, mm -hmm. so they knew that going in and i think it was um you know, it's just not to send them mixed messages. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because it was I, so I know they were on. Because I know they were on a roller coaster. <laughs> so I want to talk about that. I want to mm. segue into the kids and like how this impacted them and how the coming back together has impacted them too. Because it's almost like, from what I hear you saying, like y'all really started dating again. Like y'all oh, went yeah. out with the kids and without the kids. Mm -hmm. It's almost like. And then you come home to the house that you've built with him without mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, how was that for the kids? I mean, I know that y'all, it wasn't messy. I know that y'all were like really intentional about how you were moving through the separation with the kids by your side. But that doesn't mean that 
they didn't feel right with it. Right. So how oh, was yeah. it? You have a son and a daughter. Yeah. How was that? I, I think we're spoiled. Our kids are so full of light and just they're just such good kids. Mm. Um, you know, I would try to have them open. I mean, I remember one time we went out to dinner and this was like it was all still very new. Um, you know, the separation and everything. And we were just kind of going to dinner to again to present that unified front. And Erica made a comment to um, Camden, like, you guys know that, you know, we still, uh, I don't know, something about like, we still love you or something like that. And Camden just fired right back without even thinking. He said, he said something like, you know, you know, you're still, even though you guys aren't together, you're still my mom mm-hmm. and you're still my dad. And I'm going to love you guys regardless. Mm-hmm. And that's what this was. This was like two years ago. So he was 11. Mm-hmm. He's 13 now. Mm-hmm. And this is when he was 11. I was just like, man, this kid is so mature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he just understands. And I mean, maybe that's maybe that's in part because of how we raise them. Mm-hmm. I, I think they are who they are before they get here kind of thing. Right. And um, I mean, we're just we're blessed. We're blessed that we have those kids. And I think that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you can talk about it a little bit because I didn't really. Well, I can talk about the more difficult side of that because I remember Camden had a birthday party at Dave & Buster's and we weren't living together for a while at that point for maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know, a month or so. And I didn't know what was really going on with your life. Um, You didn't really know what was going on with my life. And it was just difficult to... To even though we worked well on like paying the bill together right. or the little the basic the, stuff the right. operational things mm-hmm. it was just and and part of me did feel proud that we were able to have some of his friends over and and do that for him and be cordial in front yeah. of everybody but we were really like we weren't feeling each other right. we weren't you could we you, weren't yeah <laughs> if you knew us and you were in that room you'd be like man this is tense. Yeah. this is like yeah. jay-z and memphis bleak like, back in the day. like they look like buddies but mm, they... i don't know <laughs> right because right. we were still very in our own feelings yeah yeah how was it so you were with the kids i mean y'all y'all split time but the kids were still at home with you in the house that y'all had built together. Yeah. So 50% of the time. And then the right. other, the other 50% Carlos had moved in with his parents. So they were in a familiar, another familiar surrounding. Right. right. So mm-hmm. how was that though? Like them going to visit dad with grandparents at a house that they weren't raised in. And then they come home without dad in the house they were raised in. Like, I know that we've had our little side conversations mm-hmm. about it, but like, how was that for you and also for them? Like just the transition, it's just a big transition. And I, I know the kids were young, but I feel like kids don't always, our kids don't always tell us. Yeah, they, Like it well, may come I, out I, different ways. Yeah. yeah, Erica told me a story about Jada asking. Remind me. Yeah, well remember she was saying something like, um, where you know, why does daddy have to stay at, mm. at, at oh, Mimi's yeah. house, Mimi is grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why does daddy have to stay at Mimi's house? Something, something like that, something along those lines. And that hurt. She would. You know? She was six. Six. She was yeah. six. So she would ask me more blunt questions about what was going yeah. on mm-hmm. and why than Camden would. Right. So. What, one of the things I think we both did is uh, because we had that time separate from the kids, when we did have the kids, we poured a lot of energy and time into them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like taking them to the museums and like trying to expose them to different things. Um, I almost thought like, he was a 
he was a good father to begin with, but I almost thought you were a better father not being in the relationship. Well, when it's because you're subtracting. You're subtracting mm-hmm. stuff off your plate. You no mm-hmm. longer have to be a husband mm-hmm. and a friend yep. and yep. a lover mm-hmm. and all these things. Now you're just a guy with yeah. you know that has kids. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, all right, well, what, what are we going to do? Guys? You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's totally different. It's totally different. And, and to be successful, I think you have to maintain that sense of identity within the relationship so you can continue to be that person and not lose yourself. Because that's what happened. We lost, we lost ourselves in each other. We were Definitely. so wrapped up in a relationship and we had become so ingrained mm. um, that it's just like you, you lost your identity and you wake up and you kind of, you're like, who am I? And I think our parenting suffered. Oh, yeah. From our. Because it was, we were sapping each other's energy. Yeah. We were like it, energy it, it vampires so for each other. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like constantly draining each other, draining. And then it's just like we didn't have the energy to like follow through on mm-hmm. the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Carlos in the Instagram story. Yes. That so you're Cuban, Cuban yes. and Venezuelan. And Venezuelan. Yes. And you mentioned that with your mom, she just kind of put up with with dad sometimes certain oh, things yeah. she was just like crazy i mean crazy stuff like the stuff i saw as a kid i'm like i'm so glad that my children have not um you know had to witness any of that so i wanted to ask how upbringing and things that you saw your parents go through or maybe um what you saw like a wife display or how you saw your dad as a husband display how that taught you how to love and how you've had to kind of unlearn certain behaviors and relearn them so that you can put them in play in your own relationship and I want to ask Erica Mm -hmm. the same thing because she comes from a divorced household and it's like how do we learn to love in a way that suits not only ourselves but the people that we choose to be romantically involved with forever right through my mother, I learned unconditional love. Mm. Like I was at my mother's hip all the time. She took me to work. We didn't have money for daycare or none of that. So I was in a nail salon like 24-7. So for me, just like watching her and like watching her deal with, you know, deal with my dad and being like, that's your dad. You only get one. Mm. You know, that's even my still. husband. Yeah, even after. I mean, then this was when I was a kid. Cause I was like, mom, you know, I was like, I was like about Camden's age. And I was just like, look, we need to be out. You know, I told her, I said, we need to go. This is ridiculous. Like this behavior, like you are because I valued her so highly. Mm. So to have this man, you know, treat her like less than Mm. it was just like I was like, what is going on? And and just her always, you know, saying that's your dad. You only have one is my husband. I only have one. Mm. You know what I mean? And that was just like I was just like, what? That's so crazy to me. Mm. You know, because go ahead. And so that's that's kind of why I couldn't understand since you had this example of sticking it sticking it through and making it work, why you were choosing to not make it work at that time. Right. I mean, I under, I see clearer now, but right for me it was just like all my belief systems were shattered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When when Eric and I kind of like hit that wall. Mm-hmm. Um. I just looked, I looked within and all my belief systems just like broke down. And I was just like, I need to form a new belief system of Mm. my own. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, I was just like all these, like these false kind of like all idols. Mm. I think that was what they call it. False idols. Mm. Like I was idolizing all these kind of like, and I think it's what happens, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you have this, like either this fantasy of marriage or you're just, you're skeptic, Mm -hmm. you're, you're cynic Mm -hmm. and you're just going to not put stock into it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, 
and there's no in between. And, and, you know, for me, it was just like, um, just having, having that belief system and like, and losing it. What was your and belief system? It, I mean, it was just like, it was like you had, that I had to be a man. You know what I mean? That I had to be a man in all situations and that I needed to, you know, I needed to put the like the weight of everything on my back and that I couldn't be vulnerable and that, you know, I read a lot of things that Erica was doing or saying as trying to emasculate me. You know what I mean? It was just like these those type of things. You know what I'm saying? So it was like finding my own definition of manhood. Mm, that yeah. was that was that was the belief. You know what I mean? Like what what defines a man? What makes a man? that break like shattering that and having to relearn that it was i mean it was so messy like you said it was, it was like when you were like it didn't seem it's not messy it, it was so messy on the back end like on the front end yeah it was it was very clean it was very concise but on the back end just internally right it was a mess right you know what i mean it was a mess and having to like work a having this it's like that the like when you're on an airplane they say you got to put the mask on first before mm-hmm. you can put it on somebody else even your kids mm-hmm. yeah even your kids and even your partner even your partner mm-hmm. and that's and yep. that's how i felt and 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 obviously the way that i did it i don't think that i did it in like the best you know the best course of of actions but i did that for myself mm-hmm. you know what i mean i knew that i had become too ingrained i knew i had lost my identity i knew that what i was idolizing as a man was not a sustainable model. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just, it all hit me at once. Did you ever think that you were seeing bits of your father in yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that I learned from my dad some great things, some good some good values. Mm-hmm. But in, in the process of doing so, I absorbed a lot of negative values as well. So you had some meritable stuff there. Right. That's that has stayed with me. Right. Um, and that and, and the other things which I like to call my demons, mm-hmm. right? That, that they're just things that you learn that kind of lead you to self destruction. Mm. Right. Um, so I've learned how to quiet those demons down. And it's like things like materialism, um, things like you know, having to have things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be my way. That was my dad's mm-hmm. big thing. Like this, like if you're going to clean this, like it would it would be so frustrating for me because I would spend the whole like day cleaning the house, right? He'd be like, clean the house. I come in and clean the house. This man would literally come behind me and clean the house after I just cleaned the house. Mm. You know what I mean? And I was just like, and I, but I learned that. Mm-hmm. I learned that it had to be my way because if not, if, if somebody else did it, I'm just going to have to do it over again. So it was like that kind of, and I, and I held my, I held Erica to the standard, Mm. you know what I mean? And and then like, I allowed things outside things that don't matter, like a box, you know what I mean? You have a box in the house, that box should hold no weight in your relationship regardless. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if it's clutter, if you don't like clutter or something like that was my thing. It was like, it gave me anxiety. And I learned from my mom, well, she, I think she's a little better at it than I am, but you you can clean a level of your home by putting the things that go upstairs on the steps to go upstairs and then putting the things that go downstairs on the steps to go downstairs. Of course, nuts. of course, it requires follow through to actually bring those things <laughs> right. upstairs. And right. so 50 percent right. of the time that would happen. 50 percent. It wouldn't. Right. You might agree on a different percentage. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah. So I, I do want to ask how who taught you how to love? in a way that you needed you need to unlearn or you needed to unlearn um i think 
I think ultimately, even though at first I didn't feel like I had an example, mm. um, my dad has been in a long relationship with his second wife and and even though my mom didn't find a a partner a life partner after that I still saw her dating different people and going through different situations so I actually got closer I think to my mom because I was able to concentrate on on mending the relationship that a that a older adult woman has with her mom mm. and getting to relearn your mother as an adult because I wasn't so worried about being a wife anymore, like making room for those other mm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so in that, I, I learned a little bit more about how her separation made her feel and that and that she actually was admiring me for the way I was handling some of the situations with Carlos and and. I would tell her about the difficult things and and the, the my thought process right, in right, healing. Right. And and she I was really surprised that she thought that I was being strong and in a lot of those moments because you know, she wasn't my my mom and my dad were not able to make their marriage work. Mm-hmm. Um I also have some different thoughts now about making a marriage work mm-hmm. in general. So so I do believe that love is a choice that you make every day. Um, I do see where, like Carlos was saying, he gets some of his, you know, good traits and troublesome traits from his dad. I see, I saw that happening with my mom as well. So um, I think we all have our difficult mm-hmm you know, just personality Stuff. traits to deal yeah. with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think there's something special when it's two women, a mother and daughter relationship. And and we do have to relearn in adulthood what, what that relationship is. Mm-hmm. So I was just touched that she, she was there for me the whole time. She was supportive of whatever I decided to do. Right. I think what's really awesome about your statement that love is a choice every day. You know, I believe that too. Mm-hmm. It's like redefining love for ourselves and not looking at our parents and their relationship, no matter how good or how bad, mm. as our shining example. Like really making our own choices, detaching. Yeah, yeah, detaching right. and re- and and deciding that this is what love is going to look like for me, and this is how. I want my love to serve not only myself, but my partner. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the coming back together. And I also kind of want to, if you guys are comfortable with this, talk a little bit about the infidelity mm-hmm. and what that did for the coming together. Because I, it's so hard to move past that type of hurt. But after we get through mm-hmm. and we unpack why this happened, what I was going through, I meaning we um, was going through in that moment. How does that work for you guys as as a unit and then also individually? I can start with the fact that Carlos found someone else really opened my eyes in my healing process to the fact that that love is a choice mm. and 
And I also don't believe that there's one specific person out there for you. I believe that when communicating with different people, there are many different people that you could mm-hmm. make a relationship work. I know it doesn't feel like that for being single, mm-hmm. but I just saw the possibilities in moving forward. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know all the reasons why, but I will say that it, it's, you know, it allowed me to, to shed kind of this toxic masculinity. I think a lot of men cheat because of toxic masculinity, because it's, you know, uh, locker room talk or mm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got your fellas and they're just like, they're just dogs, mm. you know? And they're just like, they're just constantly telling you about, oh, you know, this, I'm dating this girl and that girl and this. And then it's like. Did you even have a lot of married friends? Not really. I mean, my, my friends are, uh, most of my friends are either divorced or mm. single or, you know, not interested. Right, right, <laughs> right. You know, um, so it, it's just like, not having not not having that kind of like the, the that mentor person that you look up to that's in a successful relationship mm. that has that mis- and and something that I learned um over the course of like kind of shedding that toxic masculinity is like you can't be you can't be a project in a room full of projects mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can't be working on yourself and working on your friends at the same time like that's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to put yourself in a room where where more people are in a position to lend that hand to pull you up, mm. you know, and help you understand what it is to be a man and things like that. And and I'm blessed now that I have some of those some of those individuals in my life. I didn't have them before. I didn't have those role models. And I I kind of learned that, you know, something else I learned from my dad, kind of an artifact, is like, you know as a man, you need to be desirable. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to be desirable. Like you have to have cologne on, you have to smell good, you have to look good. And if a girl shows interest in you, you need to show them interest back. Like flirting. Like my dad is like the biggest flirt in the world. You know what I mean? And that I learned that from him. And the problem is, is I go into situations very optimistic. Hmm. Like I know my boundaries. I got my boundaries up. I'm good. Like this will be just be a friendship or whatever. And hmm. then... I'm just, I'm just like, and then I'm, I don't know. I, th- I just feel like I allow myself to be too vulnerable in front of people. And then like, it's a mixture of me playing naive, even though I know better mm. and them knowing he's a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like I want to take advantage. It's, mm. it's a two, it's a two way street. Cause it's never just, oh, I'm a guy. I just want to cheat. I'm going to go out and cheat. Right. Mm -mm. It's 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 a recipe. It's a recipe. It's a recipe. And and how did the recipe intertwine what was happening on the home front? Because I feel like that sometimes infidelity comes into play because home is broken. And Ryan and I are reading this book. We pick it up and put it down all the time about the Gottmans. And they talk about the scientific research behind love and fidelity and cheating and how it's how the cheating is very rarely hurtful because of the sex involved or because of the oh, intimacy yeah. involved but the distrust and right. the brokenness that happened prior to Two, right so mm-hmm. i just wanted to see from you you guys mm-hmm. how that makes sense or plays a role in what happened in your relationship was the infidelity because home was, I mean, and not to make excuses for it, but like just to unpack that a little bit, like where did that come from? Like 
the need to step out of the marriage. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's it was it was as simple as knowing that that I was done. You know mm. what I'm saying? And Erica was not. And even mm. though we kind of, you know, even though we we kind of, we agreed in therapy, right? In our therapy session, I said I'm I can't do this anymore, right? But not, but I was like so in my hurt that I didn't allow myself to see Erica's point of view that she wasn't ready to let go. Mm. You know what I mean? And I could have held on, like I, I didn't have to go, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. And like just to, 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 for full disclosure, and Erica might not even know this, I went on like two dates on Tinder, right? Mm. And I was I just like, this that. is, ter- I was like, this is terrible. I never want to do this. I like finding somebody else is just not for me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody walked into my life and I writ, cause I wrote down the qualities, you know what I mean? You start to think and you're like, okay, well, if I did have a partner, what would their qualities be? And I wrote that down. I decided to write that down for me so that I had something to go back to. So it wasn't, you know, it was important to me at that time. So I was like, I'm going to write this down and have a physical reminder. And then a few days later, that model of the person walks into my life and I took it as a sign. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, maybe this person like is, is what what I needed you know what I mean you had checked out of the relationship oh yeah and Erica was still very heavily invested in the relationship hopeful hopeful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and 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 honestly I did not give it enough time like and that's when I when I say you know I didn't go through the 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 proper steps as I didn't you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying I didn't respect Erica in the in the way in the regard that she I knew I I knew deep down that she needed more time but I was so out of it, out of the relationship and trying to move away from that hurt. And it was so behind me. I was trying to put it so far behind me that I was like, I'm not going to let my past dictate my future. And, and I think and, you were in a healing space, too, of of doing Carlos. Right. Because it was like I need to do what's important for me. At that point, I was independent. I was no longer a part of the, a unit. Mm. That's how I viewed myself, mm. even mm-hmm. though. The outside world, you know, and, and including Erica and even probably our children mm. still saw us as, as a single unit, mm. you know, but I was just, you know, I was like, I'm, I can't, I can't. And, um, and, and that's, that's pretty much how, how it happened mm-hmm. is, is I wrote this stuff down. I met somebody and then I was, and I was just like, after I told myself, I'm not going to date, like, I'm just going to see this through and we're going to get to the point where we sign the papers and then, then mm-hmm. I can, you know, i I will feel like I've gone through the roller coaster. I will heal. And at that point, it will be a joint decision and we'll just move on. And then this happened. And then I was just like, well, that's kind of out the window now. You know what I mean? Like I, ha- I wanted to make an attempt because mm-hmm. I also had, it was also, I was also like in the, at that point in time in, in my life, it was, everything was in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had just become so wrapped up in the moment like mm-hmm. and, and what and like yeah. that time like what I, because I just f- I felt like I was like a leaf on the wind kind of thing you mm-hmm. know what I mean I was just like following this current mm-hmm. that life was taking me mm-hmm. and honestly in the moment is all I could do to get from day to day mm-hmm. so I was in the moment also but in a totally different way way yeah yeah <laughs> those dates were horrible oh yeah something did oh my gosh mm-hmm. those dates were terrible like i was ready to just be like you know what this is just this whole new dating scene that's going on for the birds is not for me (laughs) that's that's what i remember
Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun. It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas? FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college, maybe, or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue, and it's shaped like the flower, and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200-plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between $269 to $467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it, such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful Vicks Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo Tie-Dye Bowls. Many of the product's individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11-year-old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. I remember you, like we were navigating this separation space and we were trying to even create what that looked like on our own. Um, I, I remember going on um, Instagram and admiring couples who were separated but still became, still remained friends. Um, so I remember we discussed multiple living situations too. So as you know, some people live together in the same house to not disrupt the kids' schedule. Right. And inside of me, I was like, no, 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 this is never going to work. This is never going to work because of the space that I was in of still wanting this to work. Right. Um, so I remember you wanting to do that at one point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I found out that you met somebody else and then it was all hell broke loose. Yeah. So you didn't tell her that you found someone else? Uh, initially, that's the thing. Again, I didn't. You didn't feel like you had to. Because, I didn't feel like I had yeah. to at first. At uh, first. Uh-huh. At first. Right. Right. But, you know, trying to trying to, it, it it it's like it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like, I didn't wait very long to try to tell her. Uh, it might have been maybe like over the course of a week when I when I actually felt like me and this person kind of bonded. You know what I mean? Um, that, that there was some common ground that we could build upon, even though it was very small. I felt like I needed to let her know, um, even though in retrospect, I probably didn't. I probably shouldn't have or I didn't need to. Uh, maybe it was my ego. I'm not sure. But I just felt like I needed to tell her like, hey, I want you to know this is what's going on. Um, I met somebody. I like them. Mm. You know, I, 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 that's all. That's all so, I have. You so know? would you consider, Erica, I know you and I have had this conversation mm-hmm. too, but do you look look at it as cheating or infidelity or do you look at it as kind of like this gray area? Be- I, because I hear you both saying you were separated and then I hear you saying that it also feels very close to home like infidelity on your end. So I want to give the mic to Erica just to see like, how does that feel and look for you and why? Well, I think also I'm remembering a different way that I found out. Okay. Because it may have been a different experience if I had found out from Carlos first mm. without finding out a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that caused a, a bigger fissure in our relationship. And well, the relationship that I didn't I didn't realize also at the time that Carlos was fully checked out because I only saw that later. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, so to me, it to answer your question it is a very gray area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I've also realized within each relationship, it's a it's a gray right. area. And, right. and you are allowed to define for yourself mm. what that means. Yes, technically, we were married it's infidelity by the book. Mm. But I think you're right about whatever you read in the in the Gottman mm. book. I wasn't even hurt by um, whatever kiss they had had or something. Mm. I I was more hurt that he didn't tell me mm-hmm. because we I thought we agreed that we were going to try to be friends. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sitting here letting you sleep on the couch, like trying to trying to not that it was my house fully at the time, but trying to come up with all different po- possibilities of ways that this could work in mm. a in a seamless way. Right. And um, I think that's what hurt more. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, you know, sometimes you try to hide the hurt. So I had totally <laughs> forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically what happened was, is I said I was with a friend just, mm-hmm. to, just so everybody, so the listeners know what's really going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. As I said, I was with a friend. Um, and I wasn't, I was, I met this per. you know, I was mm. hanging out with this person. So you still, even though you were checked out, you were still quote unquote sneaking, like feeling like you had trying to like to right. maneuver. Trying mm-hmm. to protect, ch- trying to protect Erica's feelings a- as well as trying to avoid mm. that drama. confrontation that dr- yeah, and yeah, that yeah, drama. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, um, see, relationship one-on-one, it is <laughs> so murky and messy sometimes. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and. And it wasn't at that point. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even a thing. You know what I mean? It, to me, in my mind, at mm-hmm. that point in time, it wasn't even a thing to like for anybody to be upset about. You know what I mean? Like talk about like a grade school peck, like goodbye, like have you know, mm-hmm. see you. Yeah. Kinda, it was like that. It was still, it was still not the right time for Erica. You know what I mean? And and that's 
that that's kind of you know why I keep talking about this the taking the right steps and everything right, and, and right. respecting her i I did not do you know well that's that's understandable that that we weren't thinking about the other person because we really weren't friends. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it that all was broken. comes back to. Yeah. It's like the friendship being the root and like that root being severed. Mm-hmm. And like, how are we going to even do this? And losing, like when you lose friendship, you kind of lose respect for people. Mm-hmm. And everything can go out the window when things like that come into play. You mm-hmm. know, so it's just it's just hard. It's not easy at all. Um, but the coming back together like mm-hmm. we're here now mm-hmm. yes together <laughs> and i want to know like how that's been and how was that decision decided like okay we're gonna try this again because at one point you were pretty much like okay mm-mm. yeah and then she say. was saying the same thing like he's like mm-mm. So i'm like okay <laughs> so that that's was, what we're doing so, yeah. <laughs> it was not one day it was at no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so just coming back together and trying to make this work and really standing in love with each other and choosing mm-hmm. each other, even after the hurt, the betrayal, the falling apart, the on both ends, just feeling mm-hmm. unheard and like disrespected and the friendship is gone. How do you rebuild from that? And how did y'all rebuild from that and decide, you know, we're, we're going to do this and it's going to be OK? I think it's, it's true what they say about as much time as it took you to fall down mm. is as much time at least that it will take you to get back up so you know I, I would say it took about two years to get mm-hmm. to that separation point mm-hmm. um, at least taking into consideration Carlos's he, he was internalizing a lot of things and I didn't realize how right. hurt he was mm-hmm. and and so taking that into consideration two years to, to fall down and then I would definitely say two years to get back up mm. and feel like feel like we've transitioned to the point where we're taking maybe five steps forward now and one baby step back mm. as opposed to the opposite before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was excruciating opening the door to, to let moments of trust happen. Mm. Yeah, um, I think for for me, you know, coming back in kind of fully healed and everything, the, the biggest thing for me is balancing, you know, mm-hmm. balancing these two energies that I have, this very, very, then there are two ends of the spectrum, just talking about me internally. I have this, like, unconditional womanly, you know, force that resides in me through my mother, the mm. love, that love that I know that I have that's unconditional and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have this masculine energy. So for me, I allowed Erica's actions to kind of throw an imbalance. You know what I mean? As a, I took those, I took all that stuff personally as like personal attacks mm, mm-hmm, on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was and, over here going through my own stuff. Right. And, right. I, and, I, and then, <laughs> right. and then that imbalance just kind of threw, threw everything off. So, so now I feel like it's balanced. I feel like when I'm disrespect, when I feel disrespected, I say it. You know, I don't internalize it. I don't say, well, I don't want to cause a fight right now. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want to keep things PG in the house. So mm-hmm. I'm just not going to say anything. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to build up animosity towards you in my subconscious. So now it's like I just deal with stuff like and, I'm, and, you know, Erica can talk about this as well. But I just deal with stuff head on. 
And I'm just like, hey, I'm and because I feel that we're in that safe place that whatever I need to say, you will listen to me, mm-hmm. even if you don't agree, mm-hmm. even if you don't even believe that is true, mm. right? You'll at least hear me out mm. and understand, or or try to understand, right? Um, and and then also for just internally knowing that, accepting that she doesn't always have to understand mm. for us to have an understanding. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because right. our perspectives are unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So her understanding is always going to be different from mine, regardless of how much we see eye to eye on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So understanding that and just being like, all right, I feel heard. I'm good. You know, let's move on and let's just, let's go on to the next thing. Cause we have so many good things that we have to work on. We have so many good things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's just like, let's just move on past this little, you know. I remember keeping things inside too when we were in our bad place. And I called myself keeping it inside to not disrupt or make things right. worse when actually I was making things worse mm-hmm. by just not saying what saying was anything. on my mind. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned about but both of you about s- speaking up and asking for what you need. We talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Asking mm-hmm. for what you need, making it clear of how you need it. And even if it's, you know, something small, like, hey, I, I didn't like your tone of voice with me. That hurt my feelings. Exactly. Can we practice not talking to each other that way? And mm-hmm. that's that's hard in the moment, especially when you think your spouse has an attitude. And you're like, but who are you talking to? Exactly. <laughs> like, that, like, that's who exactly. we, <laughs> I mean, because that's real life. But Ryan and I have had to work on that, too. I can be kind of, I can be very snappy sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if I'm just in a mood or if I come home and things aren't how I want them to be. Mm-hmm. And Hello. He, has, <laughs> he has said to me, like, hey, why are you talking to me like that? Yeah. And it brings you back to yourself. Right. And sometimes those checks sting. Because mm-hmm. you want to get defensive, like, I'm mm-hmm. not talking. And then you're like, okay, <laughs> let yeah. me just cool it. So what have y'all learned about speaking up, but also showing love and respect in doing so? I think one of the main mind shifts that I had to go through was fundamentally knowing that this person means well mm. for me, like for us and for me and for our unit Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's at a basic level, like each action, you can either feel that something was done against you, whether, whether it was or wasn't. Most times it's not because the person is so either had a bad day at work or, right. you know, is going through something mm-hmm. that, that's deeper than just being about you. Like right. It's not about you. Right. 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 Yeah. Now, one of the things that I do is I will announce like, hey, I am not in a good space right now. Mm. I am not feeling. And that's not a, it's not really an excuse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you still can't just, you know, knee jerk reaction because you had a bad day. Right. You're going to give somebody else a bad mm-hmm. day. Right. Um, but just announcing. I just let Erica know sometimes when I walk in, I'm just like, hey, I had it today. Like, just be gentle with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be careful with me mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. I'm 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 tender. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does feel like an apology before you even I know blow up at me. I would rather just not have to do that and just not do it at all and just not not be snappy. But it, I would you know, rather not snap at you. But it yeah. happens. It happens. And yeah. I think that that like marriage isn't a fairy tale. Like we have Mm-mm. to remember that we're two individuals who are deciding to do life together. And that means Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. It's not always beautiful and 
oh, cooperative <laughs> and, you know, considerate. It's like constantly learning about ourselves through how we treat our partners mm-hmm. and how they treat us. Right. It's like we literally are each other's mirror. And it's like, okay, how do we how do we honor the reflection that we're seeing and like really be respectful of one another? And it can be really, it can be hard. Yeah. I told people, I'm like, y'all don't want to be married for real unless you want to do this work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And and, you know, that's, that's the thing. I'm glad you said that because what happens is, is you get this kind of this, this fairy tale idea that it's all going to work out. Mm. It's all going to work out. We got carried this far by something, something Mm. magical, something unseen. You don't realize the work that you're doing. I think that's what happens in like the first few years. And that's what blinded me Mm -hmm. when I wanted to stay together. I'm like, we can make this work. We can make this work. It's going to work out. And that's what blinded me to whatever hurt I was right. projecting on you. Because we did have this magic. You know what I mean? And that's the reason mm-hmm. why we're back here again, because we have this magic. I mean, and it's 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 not real magic, though. It's mm. it's it's work. It's work. Mm. It's work. <laughs> you know, we put in a lot of work for each other and mm. in each other and to see each other grow mm. and realizing that, you know what I mean? Realizing like. No, 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 no. That's like putting an investment. You know what I mean? Like you're in the stock market or something. You put an investment in and then all of a sudden you just walk away and leave that money there. Right. Nah. Right. You know what I mean? It was just, I'm so, I felt like I'm so invested in you. Why can't I say I'm sorry to you? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I can say it to someone else. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, like it's, it, it, I know it's a lot of hurt for, for me and Erica, you know, going through that whole thing. But I feel like this other person served a purpose. And that purpose was to know that that wasn't the right person. Mm. You know, eventually coming to terms with you're not the right person. Like mm. you look like it on paper, mm. right? But you're not. Mm. Because that person is the person that gave me the two greatest blessings I have on earth, which are my children, and who wanted to be there for me when I didn't want her to be. You know what I mean? And, and I shut the door. Mm. And now here I am at the door. You know what I mean? Trying to trying to find a way back in. So, and it's yeah. funny because because this other person for me left a totally different mm-hmm. perspective for me because mm. I'm I'm here I'm here with you because I'm choosing to be here with you right. because I could be with someone else. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's and, and that's something else that's on my mind too. Is like during that time we were separated. Like I had no idea what she was doing. So I you know. I think very highly of Erica. So I'm thinking like, man, everybody's just in her DMs. Like they know that she <laughs> broke up. They're sliding in the DMs. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I had no idea. Erica was it, with me most of the time. was just like trying to figure shit out, yeah. talking things through. He so knows was, that now. It was, ter- yeah, it was right. terrifying back then though. I had no idea. I had no clue. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. damn. And that's not a good feeling to have. To mm-hmm. not no. know mm-hmm. what your, mm-hmm. your love is doing. Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, Okay, so as we come to a close, I want to ask two questions. The first question is, what has separation and reconnection taught you about community and family? Mm, Can I I start? Yeah. Okay. Um, The biggest biggest thing for me about community and family is, you know, you can't let those outside influences lead you to believe something. So a lot of my friends would always say to me is like, oh, you and Erica are like the grail. You guys are so great. And then like they don't know in the background all this stuff is going on. You know what I mean? Like it's just 
there's a lot of hurt, you know what I mean? And and they're just, and then you, you just believe that though. You just believe that, oh no, everybody believes that we're magical and we're fairy tales. So mm. we don't need to work on stuff. We don't need mm. to talk about issues. Mm. Um, so in a lot of ways, you got to watch your community. You got to watch your tribe because they will enable you mm. to do harm to yourself. And they don't even mean it intentionally. They just mean it like, they mean it, the, you know, they want the best for you. Um, so, you know, the critical friends, those are the ones that you need to keep around because mm-hmm. they're going to they're the ones that are going to keep you on the toes. The ones that give it to you straight. And I mean, I hate to say it, they kind of make you feel bad sometimes mm. and make you not want to call them anymore <laughs> for like a good week or two until like you're ready to come back around. Um, those are the friends that you need to keep around, mm-hmm. like having a balance mm-hmm. of those people that are are rooting for you and just like always sending you positivity and always, you know, think that you're doing the best. Mm-hmm. Then you got to have the other folks that are just like nah you're not really doing it like you're not you know you need to do better mm. um and having people that are like seasoned mm-hmm. you know in that mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. it's very important having those seasoned people that you can go to talk to to get actual advice because people that haven't been to marriage guess what they're not going to be able to give you marriage advice right so and that happens a lot like we're we're watching um insecure <laughs> and that happens like sh- <laughs> I love that show. So, and we're looking at Issa, and Issa's getting all this, you know, relationship advice from her friends, but the friends aren't in the relationship. Mm. So, like realizing where the boundaries are mm. is is difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I would say also realizing that you do have a support system around you, whether it's family. A lot of people think that relationship topics are kind of taboo and you don't talk you don't talk about them um i kind of wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes so it's hard for me to not share or talk Mm. about things with everybody but um but i did i did also learn that i had to be careful and do that carefully and and definitely have a filter Mm -hmm. for what i need and what i didn't from some people Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. But sometimes we think we're going through these things alone and we're definitely not. Like I said, I I realized what my mom, some of the feelings surrounding her separation and divorce from my dad. So it was helpful to share the, the things that I was feeling with my friends and family mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. What has this entire experience taught you about self-care? Because you mentioned doing a lot of introspection and a lot of self-work. And Erica, we've talked about that, too. So what has self how has self-care played a role in your healing process and your coming to coming back together? I think I think I definitely see myself as a whole person that Mm -hmm. needs to stand alone. um, In this relationship, in a way it feels good to lean on this other person sometimes and ask for help on X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own mood, my own feelings. Um, and, and even if I feel like it's coming from outside of me, I'm, I'm still ultimately in charge of taking care of myself and giving myself the time that I need for things and saying no to things and, and, taking care of myself mm. um and and that's hard on another level being a parent like right we don't get too much actual time so we got to <laughs> do these like things in the car on the drive <laughs> on the way here or <laughs> right, right just mindset changes i know carlos listens to a lot of music too 
which might be a form of self-care, but I'm going to let you say that (laughs) (laughs) or something else. Um, For me, self-care is, is, um, you know, this can be simple as taking a shower, you know what I mean? And just, or just taking a bath or whatever, whatever it is that, that I need and knowing that and being present with myself and knowing which direction I'm going, but always know that I know where home base is. And then I know that the path that's going to get me there, that's going to take me there and bring me back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So anytime that, um, you know, I need energy, like outside energy, I need to maybe go over a friend's house to write or like I have just maybe just have been haven't been writing recently or something. And I know I need that. I'll ask for that. I'll say, hey, does this work for you? Can I do this? Can I go mm-hmm. to, you know, can I go there and. And um, Erica's always been very supportive, you know what I'm saying? And when she can't do you know, when it's not feasible, mm-hmm. she'll let me know. And, you know, I'm good with it. You right. know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, I know that I can put it on pause. I can't hit stop, though, mm-hmm. you know, in the self-care. <laughs> right. I can hit pause mm-hmm. for a little bit for you because I care about you. And, I, you know, I don't I don't want to just always, like, be me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. So I can hit pause, but I can't hit stop. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just knowing, you know, knowing that that it's an option for me mm. to, to be able to do my self-care, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's helped good. us too, us having our own projects that we're working on, even though we want to help each other with those projects sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a form of self-care too, is having interests that are your own. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, hel- it, helps you, it helps you establish your sense of identity mm-hmm. right. when you have those projects that you're working on, those things that you like to do, like read Outside a book. Outside of mm-hmm. your right. partner, your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Your totally friends. separate. Yeah. 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 Totally separate. Like your own thing. Yeah. It's so important to have that. Yeah. And that outlet. Okay. So last question is, what do you love about each other? You want to go first? You go first. <laughs> oh, man. I love... Erica's there's so many things I'm trying to say and I'm trying to That's fit in I'm trying, I need a time so to narrow it down too yeah so for for me it's it's um and I'm just gonna kind of ram- ramble That's and then fine. I'll probably come back okay just to kind of like <laughs> so you know like um I guess like her view on the world like mm-hmm. the way that she looks at the world um her perspective um I feel like the earlier version of me didn't put too much stock in that and it's so funny because now it's like the total opposite. Mm-hmm. So I would say what I love about Erica is her perspective and the warmth that she brings wherever she goes. I love the way that. Don't make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cry, y'all. He's a passionate man. <laughs> um, but I was going to say the way that you make me laugh and realize the simple everyday things in life are huge. Here it comes. <laughs> she actually did make me cry. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, I feel I, so sorry. Oh my god. Yes, the name change. Yes. yes. So yes, we didn't even talk about that. Okay, we have like we can do like three minutes. Okay. Sum okay. that up. I remember her planning that, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah. So when we got married, I just signed our marriage license, Erica Doxy, which is my maiden name and you know never I didn't go through the steps that I was supposed to go through or we didn't even really talk about it like 
Oh, I have a different story. <laughs> okay, tell your story. Tell your story. Your boy was butthurt. <laughs> you did not take my name. It just wasn't. I was in so my salty. Mind. I was so salty. Like straight up, I was so salty. I, I, I just, I felt like, wow, you're not gonna take my last name. And I, and but you the, didn't act like that. Oh, I did at first. Okay. I, the thing was, is you know, you bottle talking about bottling up things and like just internalizing i internalized that mm-hmm. maybe you know? i think i just brushed it under the rug every time like i do i do remember throughout it wasn't the years, that big, it, and that's okay it something. wasn't a it wasn't important to you it wasn't you know what i'm saying and it probably <laughs> and honest and i'm gonna be honest with you, it probably still isn't important to her <laughs> but 10 years later 10 years later what happened yeah so as we're going to mexico and of course in in erica fashion <laughs> down to the wire right. she's like hmm i didn't think about this when i bought my plane ticket but <laughs> but well i so, had already been making moves i know okay I know. go ahead but but she so um you know I'm, I'm in the bathroom getting ready for work or something and um she just she just walks up and she hands me a card she's like i have something for you and i'm like wow you know i, I kind of like thought that this trip was like a gift to each other so mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't feel like i had to get you something mm-hmm. I, so i feel like caught off guard mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 it's not like that at all. Just this is a little card I wanted to get you, and and I opened the card, and there's a there's a social security social security card in there, and it has Erica Lane Salazar, and boy, I'm telling you, <laughs> it was like, it was like the the just talk about reset button. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was just again, I was crying, I was crying because it was just so it meant so much to me, and I don't think that. Mm. And it and it come full circle, you know what I mean? And talking about coming up and healing and everything. To me, that was like pulling out the stitches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the wound is healed. You guys have sewn it. Like you did the work to sew it up. You carefully sewed it up. There's going to be a scar there. There will always be a reminder. Mm. Um, you know, and there will always be a reminder of the hurt and the pain. But, you know, we're healed. Mm. We're alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It's those little things. I mean. It's a lot for me to do some paperwork yeah. and to stand at the DMV. And yeah, all look, she I know was that around line. the corner. She was like, "Girl, <laughs> you want to have lunch after Can that?" I, yes. And I think she was there for like two hours. Yeah, or it's no joke. I know, I know. No and for her to be able to like to sit, just to sit still for two hours, not editing photos or doing, you know, yeah. on the phone or a conference or something. Yeah. So that's I was I was thoroughly impressed. I was very very impressed, and I was very moved, very very moved. And I also think that I did realized through our separation what our different love languages are and and that does help to see these little moves that are coming from the other person they're speaking in their language if Mm -hmm. they don't know if they don't know how to speak in your language Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think we see a whole lot more the the smaller meaningful ways to say i love you that aren't directly saying i love you um and so that's what that's what it meant a lot to me that that meant a lot to you and I could do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though to her it didn't it wasn't important. You know what I'm saying? But but having that realization like this is really important to him. Yeah. And then moving that ball forward was just it meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. Guys. <laughs> I love I love this. Thank you so much. Thank I think that's a good way to end. Yes. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh, I no appreciate problem. y'all and this is going to move a lot of people because love is messy it's not in this pretty box all the time so i appreciate you thank you you. appreciate you too Bye. bye
The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul, Woody Woodhall, and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own Kokai. Kokai.